The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Visit sfspiritscomp.com for more information on our double gold and best in show winners. That's sfspiritscomp.com. Hey, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred, and this is episode seven. And you know what they say once you hit seven, you're definitely going to heaven. Okay, no one says that. That was a lame joke, but hey, it rhymes, so I'm going with it. But seriously, I am so excited about this podcast. I love everything I'm doing with it. I love the musicians. I love this concept of talking to them and talking music. I got to tell you, musicians are fascinating to taste with, and I couldn't do any of this without my sponsors. A big shout-out to the Beeline especially. They're the lead sponsor for the Fred Minnick Show. The Beeline is a northern... Kentucky bourbon experience, a mashup of five Kentucky trail craft distilleries, six unique bourbon bars, and five bourbon-focused restaurants across from Cincinnati and the edge of bourbon country. Learn more at findyoursippingpoint.com. That's findyoursippingpoint.com. And I tell you, I'm on the Beeline all the time, especially at New Riff, the distillery in northern Kentucky. That place is awesome. Great whiskey coming out of there. So make sure you're checking it out. Findyoursippingpoint.com. Now, last week I had a very unique message about sobriety. And I kind of, you know, I never really know how people are going to take it when I talk about, you know, sobriety. And I just, I just wrote an op-ed about like this attack on uh, moderate consumption of alcohol. I think it's very, very, very important that we separate the, as a society, we have to separate moderate consumption. Someone who's having one or two drinks uh, versus someone who's binge drinking. Binge drinking is a problem. Uh, if you have a problem drinking, sobriety is the right thing to do. And last week, you know, I that hit rather close to home. I'm a part of an organization that puts on music festivals across the country. And uh, Danny Wimmer presents booked Metallica for uh, nearly a dozen shows across the across the United States. And James Hetfield, who's been in and out of rehab, fighting, um, you know, fighting an addiction to uh, alcohol, um, they had to cancel a couple of the shows because they, they didn't want to endanger his sobriety. And, and people were livid about this. I mean, you should see the comments on social media blaming the promoter, blaming James, blaming Metallica. And it's like, where's the decency in the world? This man's trying to get his life straight. And we're in a moment of time where we're losing musicians left and right. Imagine what the world would be like if we still had Kurt Cobain. I mean, he, he would have just turned 53. We've lost the lead singers for Soundgarden, Linkin Park. I mean, for God's sakes, how many musicians do we have to lose before, you know, we say it's acceptable for someone to say, you know what, I need to back off. I need to go to, um, I need to make sure my sobriety is not in danger. And so if you're one of those people that, you know, had an issue with that, or if you think it's like, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of shitty for someone to to take a step back to focus on themselves, you know, I think it's I think there's time there's a moment here for for you to like ask yourself why you think that way, and just note that, you know, anybody who wants to take care of themselves, especially when it comes to an issue with alcohol, you have my full support. And if you are someone who uh, battles addiction, if you battle, you know, any if you have issues with alcohol, you know. There's a lot of support programs that are out there. There's a lot that are out there. And um, I just, I, I wish you all the best. And, I, and my thoughts, my thoughts are with, uh, thoughts and prayers are with James Hetfield. And that's ironic that I say prayers because if you know his background, uh, the um, he may not necessarily want the prayers, but he's going to get them anyway. Um, so that's my thought there on sobriety and James Hetfield. I, I, I wish him all the best. I really do. This week's episode... Um, is a first for me. It's the first time I've ever met an American Idol winner. I sat down with um, the 2016 American Idol winner, uh, the 15th season, uh, Trent Harmon. And Trent is from Mississippi. His his parents owned uh, restaurants, and he's just a hardworking, uh, very talented singer-songwriter. And, of course, you win a show like American Idol, which, you know, in some respects— in my opinion, help bring like uh, singers back. 
if you think about it, you know, in the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, I, I feel like, you know, the, the, the world was kind of going away from, um, people who could actually use their voices to sing and they were, you know, things were getting a little chopped up more and computerized and filters and, and, and what have you. And things were going away from the guitar and everything was kind of going down that road of, um, you know, Britney Spears. Not that there was anything wrong with that, but that was the trend in music. And it, 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 by, by no means has that trend ended, you know, just take a look at the Super Bowl halftime show to prove that. But, 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 but that I believe that American Idol gave us a resurgence of beautiful voices and, and made it, and made it really cool to also be able to play an instrument and sing. Um, and so that was, that was, that was nice. I thought that kind of, I thought American Idol was a very, very important show for, you know, the, the modern world of, uh, music and Trent Harmon is my guest this week. Now, Trent, I met him in Nashville last week. I kind of teased this, um, in the last show that I was going up to Nashville to meet with some musicians and I did a, uh, I did a charity auction for the Make-A-Wish Foundation in Nashville where I'll be doing a, a private tasting in the in the Zach Brown Band studio. And that was awesome. I sold for $2,000. So uh, that was that, that was great that I was able to raise that kind of money for, um, that I was able to raise that kind of money for the um, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, but while I was there, I, I got to, you know, I spent a lot of time with songwriters and it, it was, it's amazing to kind of be inside, you know, to talk with a songwriter because as I'm giving them the notes of what I'm tasting in the whiskey, they start kind of singing it. They sing the notes and they, they start kind of rhyming them together. And uh, Trent, Trent did that a little bit, but Trent, I also learned is an incredible, incredible taster. And I'm going to share a little bit of my opinions on musicians and tasting um, after the interview. But as always, um, I like to pair a trivia question based on the musicians, you know, something about the musician. And, and Mississippi uh, is where Trenton's from. Mississippi is, the, is an interesting state when it comes to alcohol laws. Uh, and so uh, the question for you all, what was the last state to ratify the 21st Amendment, and when. That will be coming up after the interview. But first, a word from our sponsors. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller Dan McKee and our master of maturation Andrea Wilson say it's just right. Mictor's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Mictor's Whiskey, go to Mictor's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Mictor's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Do you ever wonder why I'm not holding you? 
Hey, welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. I've got a real special guest with me here, Trent Harmon, man. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. You know, we didn't text, but we're both wearing a little jean no, action. and I would absolutely rock this. Is like an ascot. Going yeah, on? I would wear that so much. I, I got one. To, I'm going to give you one. I'll I'll find something to give you. Yeah, yeah. no need, but uh, definitely got an ascot for you. Thank you. This is actually a, a custom one that I made. You made that? Yeah. Well, I didn't physically make it, but I worked with a uh, designer. Yeah. Here. I'll, I'll you got to take it off. I yeah. don't need to do that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got a little. Uh, how'd you do that? What you? How'd you pick those colors? Oh, it's bur- it's glasses of bourbon. Yeah, it's glasses of bourbon, right? Oh my gosh! And you can have that one, or I've got a fresh one for you. I I I'll have to look at the other one to choose, but this one's gonna be hard to beat. I want to read this peak t- peak ties. Yeah, peak ties. Peak ties. Oh man, yeah. it's twenty ten. Yeah, it's a really good. Uh, it's gonna be. I cannot absolutely just take this one off of you though. Well, at least let me show you how to tie it. Yes. Yes. I have is, no idea. Tying an ascot is actually pretty easy. So what you do. Starts like a tie. He starts like a tie. You get one end down lower, and you come in under and go yeah. over like, like this. It's almost like a double Windsor. And then you come back over like this. And over and through. over. And then through the front. Through the front. Pull from the front. And then you poof it up, push it up, and boom. On top. Right there. I did that blind without a mirror. Is it, is it still pretty pretty straight? It's about 97%, man. Right on. All right. I, I, that was impressive. I can't do the double. I got the single Windsor. No problem. But the yeah, double... if, if you do it single, the only thing is, is like it won't stay fixed. It'll keep falling Too down. Too much material. Yeah. yeah. And then um, what, I've been on stage before, like emceeing something. Yeah. And the thing kept just popping out and everything, and it was just like, and I'd see photos of it like, like hanging up on my beard. It was like a bib now. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. there's, you know, not all ascots tie the same. Uh, this really? one is, yeah, this one's made out of cotton, so it fixes a little better. Some of the finer silks get really, you know, they Some like loosey goosey. Yeah, hangs. they like the yeah. like like silk sheets. They like to yeah. slide. <laughs> Be careful. You don't run and jump on silk sheets. No, you do not. Wind up in the floor. Now, I don't have a lot of experience in that, but that's what I'm told. Uh, that, that was uh, My <laughs> uncle told me that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man, thanks for coming on. I, I love that you're uh, a big bourbon fan, but we have to talk about our mutual friend who, oh, who connected gosh. us, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne, um, one of my favorite humans. Uh, I always say he's one of... Arguably the best singer in Nashville, just walking around. If you just happen to see him, you could be looking at one of the best singers in Nashville. Wow. That's not an exaggeration. Wow. I'm on record saying that. Wow. Love Nick. And Hannah. They're both great. And he's an amazing songwriter. Great you know? songwriter. Um, but what I love about him is he's a great human being. Great, great man. You know. Good dude. Hard worker. And uh, th- this music industry, from what I'm seeing, it, c- it can suck the life out of him. He's got... Uh, He's kept it going. He's kept it pretty, pretty middle of the road, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known him for a few years now. We actually have a song on my record. Um, we wrote a song. It's probably my favorite song on the record. Um, and he is hasn't changed one bit from the day that I met him several years ago until you know a lot of people do. You can't help it. You just get right. caught up in it. You know how it is. You just get right. caught up. But that dude stayed consistent. Wow. Yeah. So you had you've had like a a, a great career you're you're young you're just getting going but you won a little show called american idol i did man what's that been like uh man i didn't in, fred i'll tell you i didn't intend to be famous in that sense mm-hmm. like when you go from and you've heard it before yeah man i was just uh you know the guy this past week i saw on the show the one that's went viral dude just works on a garbage truck He's the most talked about person in the United States for the next 48 hours. Mm-hmm. That's weird, man. That's a weird like juxtaposition to go be this guy and this guy at the same time, you know? Because I was still just the guy that works at my parents. My parents have a steakhouse back uh, where I'm from in Mississippi. And to go f- to be that guy and to be the guy on TV at the same time, it's crazy. Um, uh, just uh, things that you never think of, you know, you're just going to get a cup of coffee or you're just going walking down to get a drink or whatever and somebody knows who you are and they pay for it for you and you, you, f- you feel, I don't deserve that. Huh? So you just, you, you, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. 
it's like I almost have two birthdays. Yeah. Like that day moving forward and then everything before that. Do you miss the privacy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's like you don't realize privacy is something you can't afford. Like mm-hmm. it's just something that you can't you can't buy it. I don't care where you go, you know. So. Like I noticed like even your Instagram account, you know, you have it as private. Like yeah. you you're not public. No. Yeah, isn't that weird? No, I, no, I respect it. Uh, Instagram, so my Instagram got hacked a few times, and then uh, I just recently got married, and so we weren't married then, but my wife, she was actually, for uh, to use a millennial term, she was Instagram famous in her own way. Okay. She, she blogged, and she did product uh, reviews and stuff, mm-hmm. and her account got hacked kind of by way of me, and so this is just ridiculous. You know, this is... Like what, like how did it... How did what did they do? Uh, they just took over the account, changed all the password, changed the password, changed the password to get the password back. So uh, erased all her photos. Um, and you don't realize, uh, you know, a lot of times whenever I upload a photo, I might delete it or delete the video off my phone. So the only record of it I would have would be that social. Wow. And so she lost all that, you know, from like four or five years. It's just gone. Wow. Um, turned it all into. A different language that we didn't we weren't able to actually log in because we couldn't read anything did instagram do anything did they like i was in touch with instagram they weren't too quick to jump on top of it mm-hmm. and uh they did eventually get in touch but um no nah, i mean they they were all right about it they were, we'll do what we can but we can't do a lot like you know we we don't know what this is you know wow yeah. so what are you gonna do though that's true but you know for all those who you know get accumulate numbers you know get as many passwords and changes and stuff i guess is the is the lesson here it is and and record it keep mm-hmm. a record of it write it down there's nothing wrong with old-fashioned handwriting stuff down like i, I you know it made me go do it mm-hmm. so you got a hard copy of it yeah, i'm gonna do i'm gonna change my passwords like today <laughs> I, mean, this is like I do i just have a reminder in my phone like every quarter change the password write the new one down in a journal wow it, it just you know better to have it not need it mm-hmm so your 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 music it really it really connects uh you know it really connects with me like uh I feel like you know like some of the things that like her I mean that could have been like any it, it could have been any of my girlfriends or my wife or just you know that song was just so powerful to me thank you man so yeah you know where did in your the the other ones where you know, you take you've taken everything from me. That 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 kind of uh, that feel in the song. I feel like you're like every dude. You know, you write like you write like every dude who's 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 had a moment and has has lost a girlfriend or a wife or something. You just you just got that. It sounds beautiful. I I wrote all those. Kind of started on them while I was doing the show, and um, you know I. I came to Nashville and and I was so grateful to have songwriters like Nick Wayne that I was able to give a little bit of my story to and then they would say yeah well I can kind of add to that or I can I can I kind of understand what you're saying mm-hmm. in, in 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 a in a verse mm-hmm. I'm telling a story but he's like you know we got to put this into a verse and so um I I I wrote some of those songs I was sad uh, I it was my first album by the way so everything was new it was like uh, let's let's go create something literally from the ground up. I didn't even know what it meant to to get in a room and write an album. And um, I don't know. You know, it's like it's like it's like a new bottle. You, I, you almost I wouldn't even want to read it. I wouldn't want to know who I was writing with that day because it would be so raw. Uh, I wanted to. I didn't want to know any of the the things that I was walking into. Right. I just wanted to write it. Write it. See if it sticks. Throw it against the wall. If it works, mm-hmm. let's keep that. Yeah. Um, and, and and we got good songs. We got really good songs. And uh, you better write stuff that you like because it's a good problem to have that you sing it for the rest of your life every night. Yeah. You know, you're just saying you saw Garth. I'm sure he sang some of the songs that he's been singing every night since right since our parents were going to his show. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and your voice too is like your your voice is an incredible instrument. I appreciate that, man. You've got um, you got range. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing, especially like the days like today, you know. It's like, hey, can you sing that at seven at night? Absolutely, about seven in the morning. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. But how do you take care of your voice? 
it's just a muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you do push-ups to get in shape, you got to do push-ups to keep your this muscle. You mm-hmm. know, if you don't work out your voice, and then you just you know say you say I think I'll play ultimate frisbee today, and you just pull every muscle in your body because it's not used to doing that. You right. Know? So you just got to sing every day. I sing thirty minutes every day, no matter what I'm doing. I try to sing for thirty minutes, mm-hmm. twenty minutes, but just do it. You know? mm-hmm. And if you like, you get like. Um your throat starts hurting or whatever do you like do you like drink a coffee with you lemon juice I, I treat that again like just listen to your body if the throat's hurting you've used it too much mm-hmm. take a break you know you're not um whenever you sing whenever you sweat you're not sweating out gatorade so why drink a gatorade when you're thirsty you know you're sweating out water <laughs> so put water back in that's what you're pushing out you know so not that i'm uh, i love gatorade i drink it but i don't reach for the coffee or drink for, a lot of people reach for the bourbon yeah uh, and it doesn't hurt depending on what day it is mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times you just need to stop yeah just just stop what is uh, so like after after like you want american idol they and, and that it's still fairly recent, like last yeah. you know couple of years. Um, do they they do they tell you what to do? Do you get like do, do they set you up with like tours and and how does that um, work? With it was a un- very very unique situation I was in because it was the last season on that network. Right, that's right. So it was there was there was a, a year where it was nothing it was there wasn't a show so i was kind of just um hey we we got you this far go go figure it out Mm -hmm. and uh, i was already in nashville uh writing and playing writers rounds and and just trying to trying to get my original music good enough to be remembered from one show to the next that's Mm -hmm. really the goal can you get them to the show all right can you get them to come back and um so uh I just got back to Nashville as quickly as I could. I think I went home for 10 or 12 days and then got back here as quickly as I could. Um, and so, yeah, not really in my case, no, which I was grateful of because it was all on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't live on the West Coast, so I didn't want to really stay connected there. I needed to get here and get, you know. I mean, your, your, your roots are your country, but you could be you could be pop. You could be... I mean, to be honest with you, I, I could see you doing a little death metal, you know? Death metal? I could see you getting in some death metal, you know? I, uh, <laughs> I, I've never, I've never, you know, I could never scream. I could never scream. Really? So, yeah, I, I never could. And I've got cousins that are, that are, that do metal and they're, they're metal heads. And uh, I listened to a lot of metal, uh, believe it or not, growing up and played yeah. drums, and, but I never could scream. Okay, so, so we take, we are take you a metal it- head? Well, I do like metal. Do I, you really? I love metal. We yeah. got to talk about that at some point. It ain't gonna be right now. But well, what's your who's your favorite band? I like old metal. I like new metal. Um, back in the day, um, I was a huge Lemmy fan. Which I oh know. yeah, Lemmy says he's not metal. He says he's hard rock or whatever. But, yeah. Um, I don't know new stuff. Like in college, uh, I went to see uh, one of the first metal shows. I went to Between the Buried and Me to mm. listen to them. Yeah heavy stuff you know yeah. but but i it was what people my age were listening to you know yeah that's cool yeah that's yeah, cool. yeah you who'd you listen to or who you still listen to oh you know i've had the opportunity to like hang out with metallica and slipknot yeah, absolutely. you know and so it's like it's hard not to it after after you've spent time with those those types of bands it's hard not to just like sit down and listen to them or yeah. constantly but there's a, a relatively new band uh called Beartooth. Yeah they're, yeah, they're at Ohio, and I just I think they're amazing. I, I'm not just saying. Oh, I've heard of them. I've actually I think I've heard some of their some of their work. Uh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're they're. I should know more of their work. Um, huge. Uh, who'd you say you said Slipknot? Oh, I said Metallica. I got to see Metallica last year. Nice. A couple times. Uh, that was a good show. Man, they they put on a show, don't they? It was a show. <laughs> I mean, I was tired by the end of the show. It was almost three hours, no opener. Um, great show yeah it's like how do they have so much energy and i mean they're they're that's what i told my dad i was like they're your age yeah they are your age and and they're doing that for three hours gosh that's crazy well i think it's i think it's time we start i start pouring you a little whiskey here man what are we doing first so what i'm going to do i'm going to start 
paring down uh, your flavor profile. Okay. What does that mean? I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And what I'm going to be doing, I'll be eliminating whiskeys and picking out whiskeys in my head, figuring out which one's right for you. And if you, you, you drink you drink bourbon regularly, you, you do like the taste of bourbon yeah. just on a normal yeah. basis. Especially if we're if we're singing, if we're if we're yeah. on the road or whatever, I I, I don't really want to have anything but You only want bourbon while you're on the road. More or less. Yeah. You drink it when on the ice or need or how do you normally drink it? Depends on the bourbon. Okay. Very nice. Well, this is a man who knows yeah, uh depends knows how to on drink what time stuff. of day it is, too, yeah. you know. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any ice here, so you're going to have to drink it neat. I prefer, I would rather, <laughs> especially if it's something I hadn't had. You know, okay, I'd good. Rather. Now, do you normally drink it? Do you normally drink this early, or have you drank this early before? Um, well, we live in Nashville, Fred, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, no, but this is, I wouldn't say this, we're, we're tasting. This is, I would say this is like a food fair, show. Fair, fair. Fair show, food that's, show. That's right, that's yeah. right. Okay, so what was your first drink growing up? I don't know. Probably, probably a whiskey. Probably a whiskey or a bourbon. Okay. Uh, something, something brown. I can't. All right. I don't. What's your favorite food? Hmm. I would go. I would always go for something. Um, probably more salty than sweet. Okay. So you like savory stuff. Savory. There you go. Okay. That's the word. All right. So um, I'm going to ask you a series of. Um, questions regarding particular flavors Mm -hmm. you tell me which one you like more caramel or nutmeg more caramel uh cinnamon or caramel more cinnamon oh okay all right so our first taste actually you're gonna get to drain this one this is a, a limited edition it's the limited edition uh 2019 Four Roses Limited Edition Small Batch. This was actually number four on my whiskeys of the year for 2019. Yeah, and I creeped on some of your some of your material, man. I, oh, I, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm Four Roses fan. So oh, okay, so well that is... makes sense. So that's a very cinnamon forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their their recipes tend to yield a lot of a lot of cinnamon. And he tastes like uh, like he's done this before. Swishing it all around there. Oh, very nice. Chew it, you know. You do the old Kentucky chew. My uh, my good friend Fred No from the Master Distiller for Four or um, Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost said Four Roses, uh, but he he goes around like he and his dad basically invented the Kentucky chew, and and the way they they the way they describe to do it. You know, you smack your lips around, you go, and move it all around your palate and everything. And uh, every time I do that out in public, people just kind of look at me look funny. Look at you like, yeah, I'm like. So I, I figured out there's a there's a there's a, a less uh, conspicuous way of uh, of doing it. You just roll it around your tongue a little bit, but it's it's they're both effective measures. Yeah, this is delicious, just for the record. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's good stuff. You said this was number four. What does that mean when you said? Well, four? I, so I did a blind tasting of what I picked as to be like my thirty-five top whiskeys of the year. Okay. Oh, and, of the list, the rank. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I, I ranked it number four for twenty. I thought you meant this was the fourth bottle that was bought. Oh, I was no. like, <laughs> why did we just finish this? Uh, well, if I had to finish it, I'm glad it was with you. That hey, I you appreciate know? it and. Uh, so yes. now we got you in. Uh, so we've we've pegged you as a as a cinnamon fan. So I'm gonna start. You know, there's any number of these up here have like a cinnamon note in it. So cinnamon's a a prominent note mm-hmm. in uh, in bourbons that tend to carry uh, a rye in the in the recipe and have some age to them. So do you like? Um, and Fred, I'm not very learned. Oh, I, 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 I'm not. I know kind of what I like, but I do not. And so I don't know a lot of this. I'm here to learn. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm here to. I'm here to teach. Yeah, guide away. So after, so cinnamon being your kind of being like your your benchmark note for me, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna start seeing seeing like what kind of nuts do you like? Uh nothing's off the board. Everything. Nothing's off the uh, board. Pistachios, I love. Okay. Um, 
I, just to go the opposite direction, I do not like peanuts. I do not like um, what's not nutmeg. What's the uh, what's the what's the one you eat at Christmas? What's the one that chestnuts? Do not like chestnuts. Oh my god, I don't like those either. Do not like chestnuts. Yeah, those uh, are like chewy and like. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, you know, I, I think the only reason why we still eat them is like nostalgia. It's Christmas songs. You sing it, so yeah. you feel like you. Um, I love pecans. I love pecans. Okay. Uh, I don't really love roasted pecans. I'd rather have them, you know, like the burnt pecan taste. I don't love that. But so you I, like the kind of like a bitterness almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a raw pecan, pistachios. Right. Um, so this is a this is a new bourbon brand called New Riff. This. It's from uh, Northern Kentucky. It is a um, it's pretty bottle. It is a the, the 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 guys are they're big music fans, so yeah. they named it New Riff, kind of like a, a riff on a guitar. I like that. Yeah. But this has like a pretty bright. This has got uh, uh, a little bit of grain forward notes in there, so you might pick up some like some corn. But there's like um, there's a like a pecan. A pretty prominent pecan note. Yeah. I've always gotten in this. How do they do... I mean, obviously there's not pecans in it. No. Uh, is, is it a... You know, they're just straight out recipes. Uh, but I do... I actually do have a whiskey here that is finished in a pecan barrel. Finished that. in a pecan barrel? Yeah. I haven't had it yet. Now the wood... You, when you say that, you mean the wood is pecan and they, they, yep. they finished it in that. Yep. We have pecan trees, so I'm, I'm hip to... Pecan wood. This is, uh, I haven't tasted this one, so. I'm gonna confuse everything over here. I like to see, yeah, what, so see what's the difference. What's like. So, you, so the, the Four Roses one is basically, that's like ultra, ultra elite. This is more of an everyday, okay. uh, or an everyday bourbon. Still very right. yummy. I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's very it's very tasty. I like it. There's there's not as much happening. There's not as much going on in in my palate as yeah. as the four roses. Yeah, that well the four but, again that four roses uh, small limited edition small batch was uh, you know it's otherworldly in some ways. But this one is this if I'm to break down the the new riff I just poured. I mean, it's got toasted, uh, to me it's got toasted rye bread, it's got a little bit of corn, uh, like a corn pudding, some caramel, pecan, almost a pecan pie, really. Yeah, you pie. Know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty... Burnt pie crust, pie crust yeah. taste. It's uh... a really, really good bourbon, really, really good. Now this is uh, this is bourbon whiskey finished with Texas pecan wood, Texas pecan wood. and the guy Ed Belflor is uh, is the guy who owns this. He's a uh, he's in the national he's in the hockey hall of fame. He was Ooh. a goalie for the for the Stars, and he he Are got you a hockey fan. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I uh, am, but I'm not as much. I mean, I watch like the Olympics. But I'm a football guy. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's your team? Oklahoma State. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys, and uh, we've lost Old Miss a few times in a couple bowl games. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I I don't know if I'm. Let me taste this before you taste it. Is this the? I, I don't know if I want you to taste. Is this, this right here? Is this Belfour? Yeah. This one might be a risk for you to taste. Okay. Bourbon whiskey finished with Texas pecan wood. Ugh. Yeah, don't. Yeah. That ain't it. No, we're not gonna. You don't need to taste that. That ain't it. I mean, it's fine, but it's like it. 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 It, it tastes like. Um, it tastes a little bit like a spoiled beer to me. Oh. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't. Uh, it's. I'm actually just gonna. Re yeah. Restart. <laughs> so I'll. Uh, 
I'm going spoiled to. beer. Like yeah. a hot, like an old hot, like the bottom like, quarter inch of an old beer. Yeah, like you left yeah. it out too long. and I mean, some people like that taste. I don't know who they are. I don't want to hang out with some, them. Some, some of my fraternity like buddies. and like uh, Skunk beer. Yeah. <laughs> nah. It tastes a little like skunk beer. I don't beer. play that game. Okay, so... So let's get... Uh, so this one... This is Sazerac Rye. This one is is beastie almost. Uh, it's it's a real, it's it's really complex, but it's a rye whiskey, not a bourbon, mm-hmm. so it's going to have quite a bit more spice to it. Um, this one is. He's got it's got some of those pecan notes in there. Hey, let me let me let me fill you up here. You're yeah, not, yeah you, go ahead, go ahead, do that. Here. Yeah, that was empty. Quick hands, there we go. All right, and what's our, Thomas Handy? This so Thomas Handy. This is part of the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Oh, that's where I know that. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. Smells nice. Like a candle with that. You know they do make whiskey candles. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, we have a few in the house. Which already smells like bourbon. Oh man. So this has like, this has the bitterness of like the pecan shell, versus, versus the actual uh, pecan. I ain't mad about this. <laughs> this is okay. Uh, this is that's 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 good stuff. This is good sipping whiskey for sure. Tom's H handy. Yeah, that's that's in the Buffalo Trace umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's sorts. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Buffalo Trace has a lot of great, mm. lot of great whiskeys uh, to their credit. Now, one more I want to taste with you. This is this is uh, Michter's twenty year old, and here I got us three glasses. I feel like I, I should have probably got us more. Let's after. see. Oh, we just need to empty some. Yeah. Hate to do that. You know what? There we go. Fresh glass. Fresh glass. Fresh glass. There we go. You said this is Michter's 20. Yes. This is probably, of everything I have up here, this is the hardest bottle to get. Only 440 of them. And that's the last bit of it right there. So we're talking about a hard bottle to procure, ladies and gentlemen. Fred ain't Fred ain't playing with this one. Let's see. 418 and 440. You weren't lying. You know it's good when I'm silent. You know? Same. I'm just over here thinking about it. Yeah. And that's that's the beauty of. And this is why. This is why I love interviewing musicians, is because you all get it. Like when I sit down and I give you all a good whiskey, you all understand it. To, to you, this is a script, this is a song. You feel the notes, you feel it in your body. And to me, that's that's why I'm doing this, why I'm interviewing musicians. Yeah. Is because you, you your palates may not be trained, sure. but you comprehend the ability you you comprehend what's happening, you know, and you're thinking about it. Somebody tried to convey something right there, mm-hmm. you know, just like a song, like what they wrote a verse, a chorus, and like what did you get when you took away from it? And so I, I, I understand like this is there's a song there. What what was he trying to say? Yeah, uh, and each person may get a different message. It may not, you know, so. So this was my number two whiskey. Of number the year. two, yeah. I gotta ask, what was what was? Three well, what was number one? Three and one. Uh, Jesse Alexander polished off uh, number one. Okay. That she was king of Kentucky, and, um, and that was two. And that was two. Three was four was number three was a, a was a single barrel of Uncle Nearest, which is actually a Tennessee brand. Okay. And then four was this number mm-hmm. uh, number five. Top five. Here we go. What was five? I don't remember what number five Canadian was. Canadian Club. No. Plastic <laughs> bottle. 
half gallon. No, it was. Um, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. This was number five. That was number four, right there. The Angel's Envy. Yeah. Well, not that one, but yeah, one, the one of in front of it. The rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. This un- Angel's Envy was was oh. number four. Not that particular bottle, but an, an Angel's Envy product. Is that? It's a strange bottle. Yeah. That's not a bottle. I thought that. That was like a. That's like a. It's like a Jello it, shot. It's a. Um, um, they put them in test tubes when they yeah. send them out. Sorry about that. So when you so here's here's a fun one for you. So one of your does this when you taste this does it remind you of any one of your songs? This is uh I'd be lying if I said it didn't taste it remind me of uh any it's it's strong. It has a it, it's it's strong but it's not not like a cheap strong. It doesn't it doesn't burn. It doesn't sit on the on the on the palate in a weird way, so I have a lot of strong women in my life that, you know, um, I've written about, or I was inspired by, and any songs in particular. So Mictor's Twenty reminds you of strong women. <laughs> well, uh, just that. just the way it. I don't know. It is what it ain't. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's there. It's there, but you might you know. I would call this one Money's on You. Okay. Money's on You. This song, one of my songs, Money's on You. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to that and yeah. taste it at the same time. Hey. So that'll be an exercise. Uh, Money's uh, on You. See see where it, where it pairs best in the, in the song. Money's on You. You want to taste something else? Hey. We let's go. Okay. Well, I don't want you to pour that one out. So let me get a let me get a fresh glass as you. Uh, I don't want to pour this one out either. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a travesty. You count down the oh, all, twenty-five bottles that I can just see ah. from room to room. Well, I will. I will apologize. I'm light. Oh, I, I assumed as much. <laughs> when you see 25, there's there's another 125 somewhere. Yeah, I uh, at the festivals I'll have like you know, you know, 60 to 120. Um, at my house and my office, I got a couple thousand. Hmm. Some of them are accessible. Some of them are like hidden. Here's one of the things. And the people who follow me know this. My wife steals my bourbon. Really? Yeah. She steals my bourbon and like does it to like taunt me. She'll like uh oh. she'll like make a cocktail while I'm out of town and post it on Instagram. And uh she'll she'll drink all the really good a lot of the really good stuff while I'm out of town. Which is such a double-edged sword because it infuriates you but at the same time you're like this is why i married this woman exactly i respect that she doesn't go for the cheap stuff which i'm sure you don't even have in the house but oh i have plenty of it if she pulls the good stuff you're like that's that's i mean it it it, it's uh it's a conundrum because like i i do get upset about it but at the same time it's like god i love you ah you know i love you (laughs) oh so let's uh, let's let's crack open a bottle together. This is something I have not tasted yet, um, yeah, here. and it gives me a chance to educate you a little bit about uh, resilient uh, about the the market. Okay. So in, in whiskey, they they call it uh, you know there's a whole category where you can buy um, whiskey from like a wholesaler. You got it. Yeah, I finally got it. Now you can buy whiskey from like a wholesaler, buy their barrels, and then bottle it yourself. And those are called like it's called source whiskey. And we call those people non-distiller producers. And th- this has been going on for ages, but they didn't distill it th- themselves. And what happened was a few years ago. So they distribute, but they don't distill. Is so that- they so yeah so they buy. It would basically be they buy the the 
the the barrels these barrels and then they bottle it for themselves so they they're merchant bottlers or independent bottlers there's okay. a, lot, a lot of different ways they call themselves but they um they basically uh create their brands with other people's whiskeys but they buy it so it's technically theirs but there was this whole controversy a few years ago where people you know there's a there's a you're supposed to put the state of distillation. So this says distilled in Tennessee and bottled in Pembroke, Kentucky. So these guys are being upfront and honest about what happened, but what hap about what they did with their whiskey. But what happened like a few years ago, people stopped taking off like where it was distilled and they tried to make it out like this is all whiskey. We've been making this since 1952, you know, or something like that. Mm. And, um, they got called out on it, which is the way things are today. You, sure. You, you try to deceive people, you're going to get called out. And so that left a bad taste in people's mouths for the whole source whiskey market. But now it's making a comeback when people are being honest about it. And you're starting to see really nice products come out like this with some age to it. So, Which I, I respect. Yeah. Uh, I, I like seeing that. You know, I... There's nothing wrong with with doing this. It's a it's a matter of um, you know just be transparent. Can I ask a? I wouldn't say it's a dumb question because I don't know, but uh, wh why would you choose to go about it that way? Is it just a means of business? Is it just a well? Part of it? So there's uh, it is it is less expensive. To, okay. To build a distillery. Okay. Is like crazy expensive. I'm sure. Like millions. Um, and the, um, it's, it's easier to buy the barrels and it's easier to, um, to bottle them than it is to build a distillery, buy the corn, hire the people to make it, you know, it, it's, a, to do it right, you need 25, $30 million, mm. you know, and you need, you need, then you have to wait. Like this guy opens up his doors a year ago goes to brokers and says hey do you have any 15 year old bourbon and he gets he gets a bunch of 15 year old bourbon to taste and he picks which ones he wants and he chooses what's here and and so from a pure branding strategy it makes more sense if you care about the brand you know to create a brand to do that but if you're in the like long game where you know you've got uh kids and all that and you're you guys are destined to be family distillers then filling a distillery is is, is, the way is, is a sharp way to go too. So. Yeah, so so is that necessarily and it's resilient, right? Is yeah, this is resilient. Is that necessarily resilient whiskey, or could we be drinking another whiskey that resilient calls resilient? It's exactly what it is, and I already know just by smelling it. I know what this is. Yeah, this is uh, this came from the George Dickel Distillery. Oh, yeah. You're kidding. You smelled that and you, you mm -hmm. connected the, the yeah. notes there and the dots. And yeah, so Dickel has a very, very, very particular smell. Um, and it's almost, it's almost like crumbled. It's like if you crumbled up Flintstone vitamins. And, oh, wow. you know, which is an it, immediate taste that everybody can get. Exactly. Purple or, purple or orange, which was your color. <laughs> I think like, I was orange. I was orange too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Now my kid, uh, my kid's on them, yeah. And he 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 doesn't care. They still make Flintstone vitamins. Yeah, that's incredible. That's the only way that people know the Flintstones. That now. gives me hope. Yeah, because yeah. they're not on TV. <laughs> no, they're not on TV. No yeah. one cares. I saw Scooby Doo on Netflix the other night or Amazon Prime one, and I was like, "This is what we're watching." If right. for no other reason, I feel like I'm watching a unicorn right yeah. now. You don't see it anymore. <laughs> so, right. so there's that particular smell there. And you know, that's not bad. It's a uh, pretty corn forward for me. Uh, for 15 years old, that's very unique. You don't usually get corn forward in a 15 year old. But if I were to compare this to a song, this would be kind of a this would be a bluegrass song for me. No doubt. You know, flat picking. Yeah. Like I wanna I wanna listen to some bluegrass when I'm tasting this. One mic, four instruments. Yep. <laughs> What am I Stand in a half circle and play. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I don't love it. Yeah, 
But I like it a lot. But in its defense, you've been tasting some I juggernauts. Say, in its defense, we had uh, what was it, number three? Number, yeah, we, number we've th- had uh, a lot of lot of good ones. And you know what I feel like? Oh, there she is. I like it. I like oh yeah. Yeah. I recognize that bottle. Yeah, this is one. That a, is that a is that a Jefferson? That, no, is this that? is uh, this is another one of the Buffalo Trace Antique collections. It's uh, William Larue Weller. Oh, Weller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. You're gonna be. You you you're gonna you're gonna miss hanging out with me when you go to a bar later and you, know, and you see these. Uh, Where do you go? And do you, why would you go anywhere in town? I wouldn't pay for a drink. I'd just sit right here. It's um it. You know, the thing about it is, it's like drinking by yourself, though, it ain't fun. You know, I like company. Yeah, I, and that's a slippery slope. Yeah. yeah. A lot of country songs have been written that way, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, so, all right, so I've, I've, I've figured out the hallmarks of country music writing. I gotta hear this. So, whiskey's one of them. For sure. So, whiskey, trucks, tractors, someone dying or cheating. Girls. And a dog. Inevitably. Dogs, yeah. Yeah. Am I missing one? Um, trains. Trains? Okay. Maybe in the 70s and 80s. Okay. But not anymore, but still trains are so so prominent. But no, you nailed all the, the major ones. And I think I'm really uh, I'm really disappointed that bourbon doesn't get used more. Everyone says whiskey. And... Um, well, it's just... this uh, well, thing that you say a lot in the writing room, which one sings better? And it may be the, the difference in between the words uh, telephone and phone. You'll say... Telephone, phone, phone. Te- telephone sings better. So that you may say whiskey sings better than bourbon. Yeah, and that that it may have you know they're drinking bourbon, but they're singing about whiskey. You uh, do you do see a rise of tequila coming into the music. Absolutely, yeah. Tequila has a nice sound to it too, and yeah. I love tequila. Tequila. Oh man. That's better than what I remember. Mm-mm-mm. That's real good, Fred. And it's yummy. Mm. Don't tell me what the what the notes are. Let me see. I want to try to. Don't tell me what anything. I'm not gonna tell you anything on this one. I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna just sit back and let it just kind of play me, you know, work me. This one's. It's got warm blanket the hug a hug that's good that's that's hard to beat that is a hard one to beat I feel like we just heard a a song or something and we we just walked out of the auditorium not talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're both thinking about it, you know, even though I've, I have, and here's, here's the thing about, about whiskey. What I taste today is no doubt different than what I tasted two weeks, two weeks ago. Cause the whiskey's not changing. You're changing sure. the mood you're in, what's influenced you, the company you're with, it all influences you. And, um, you know, I guess right now I'm in a William LaRue Weller mood. Yeah. Because it is, it's tingling the back of my spine, you know. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I, I. I don't ever ask people, you know, like what what am I supposed to taste here? It's there's no wrong answer. It's whatever you taste, man. It's how you feel. That's what, exactly what's, right. What's going on? What's going on that day? Well, it was Christmas. Well, there you go. You know exactly. Uh, and I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I'm a critic. Yeah, I'm putting stuff out there that I like or I don't like it. But in no way am I telling you that you should be tasting this. What I try to do is I try to tell people that we're, we're the, the taste that we get is a, is a measure of that moment in the day. And, and that you can, what I taste is going to be different than what you taste. And like if I taste pecan, you know, you may get almond. It's down the same like spectrum as like a nut, but it's different. So. That's 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 good. That because of the unexpected factor, that may be the best one I've had today. Wow. 
for the under just because I had no expectation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely has the complexity there. Definitely has the complexity. Resilient. Resilient. Did not did not stand up for us in comparison to the rest, but it's not its fault. It was up against some heavy hitters. Let's have this test tube one. Test tube. The, the the angels envy and that that'll be the wrap. What do you say? Sure, sure. Let's go. All right, just give you a little bit there. And now, why why the test tube? You said that a second ago, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't listening, which is per usual. Well, this is this is just how they send their samples. Mm -hmm. You know, most people send them in small bottles. Well, that's, like that's that. a sample. That's yeah. just a sample. Everyone tries to be different. So this is actually, everything you've tasted has been straight whiskey, mm -hmm. uh, which means that nothing was ever added. It was never put in an additional barrel. Um, this is finished in port wine barrels, specifically Tawny Port. And Tawny Port is some, you know, it, it's, old, it's the older port. And so this is, uh, this was, they took regular bourbon and they put them in port wine barrels for some additional time. And so that right there is controversial whiskey. It's very good, but the law of bourbon says that it cannot, it must be in new charred oak. What they have done and what the government has allowed is that it's allowed people to take bourbon and finish it in other, in other uh, barrels, but they call it distilled spirits specialty. That's what it's like, uh, but they can still call it bourbon on the label, but the, under like federal classification, it's a distilled spirit specialty. Now, that is the kind of inside baseball that's probably the equivalent of like seven people writing a song and, you know, you know, like, uh, I mean, how many people put their hands on um, that little Nas song, Old Town Road? Like, yeah, you know, just that kind of thing. Like, I've, I heard that um, the Nine Inch Nails guy. Resner. Resner had wrote it or had had an impact had a, on had it. Had a hand in that for sure. And I was yeah. like, that shocked me. But um, anyway, so that's a little bit of inside baseball there for you. Yeah, so 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 it's because they they this had a then this was this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This had a had a moment inside of a port barrel. Mm-hmm. Which I've had I've had port sure before. I've had a port before, which was Yep. I love how you can you smell of it. I would my nose is untrained over here. That's um that's probably my gift. The rest has been a lot of it's been learned, but my nose, I've always had a nose. Yeah. Like I grew up in like farming areas and you know, I could smell I could smell cow shit a mile away before anyone else. Yeah, it smells like know. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to. Um, I actually, I'm a, I'm a. Let's taste it first. I don't love it, Fred. Ah, you know what? It changed. It flipped right there at the last second, and it what. It did the old flipperoo on you? Well, it, I not flipped to good. It just flipped. It just it was. It's so here's the thing. Something it's like, on the back on the back of it that, yeah. that, that, that I, I can't put selling. my finger on. No, no, I just can't figure it out. So this has a lot of um, this has a lot of like apricot in it for me. Um, Fruit for sure. Yeah. So what you've done is you've tasted all of these all these whiskeys that are a particular style. And then you come to this one, which is so right field in comparison to the rest of them, and um, you know it, it's it's making your palate reshift a little bit. It's bright, you know. It's kind of I'm gonna renege on that. I won't say I didn't love it. I'll just say it's it's so different, like you said, as compared to everything else we've had. Mm. 
Well, what do you think? You haven't said anything. Yeah, so I came out pretty strongly that I liked this um, a couple weeks ago. And then I, I retaste it now, and I still like it. It's in a different flavor wheelhouse. It's very interesting to taste it after all of those straight whiskeys. It's because it's in a very different uh, wheelhouse. I would put everything that we have here on one side of the table, and I would yeah. put that by itself. Yeah, that's a different. That's a whole. Di- when I I misspoke, I wouldn't say I don't like it. It's just it's so different. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a great way to put it. So as we close out, what what do you got? What are you working on new? Where can people check you out? Man, they can find me on the usual on all the usual vices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, catch me on LinkedIn. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. LinkedIn. I was like, wow, LinkedIn. Huh? Well, way back 2007. <laughs> no, I'm on all of them. I'm on. I'm on social media. Um, uh, catch me on Instagram, Facebook, all those. Um, and also, just uh, come to a come to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Come to a show. You know, uh, any given wednesday thursday friday saturday night of the week you can catch uh me or somebody like nick wayne you know and we have just all kinds of just spider webs of people that we're connected with that we play shows with and you can just step into uh i know tickets are sometimes hard to come by but if you can just step into a writer's room or or a a writer's round excuse me Mm -hmm. come to a show and that's really the most accurate way to figure out like what I'm doing, what I'm about, because uh, I feel like those people that are there, they want to be there. Right. They want to hear what's going on with the story and what what we're working on right now. And um, I'm putting songs together, and um, I'm writing a lot. Uh, I'm gonna write today, matter of fact. Uh, okay. La- later later this afternoon. Um, well, hopefully, there's a little inspiration you got out of here. Yeah. So many things that I can't <laughs> tell you. I wanted to reach over here and be like, and write that down for an idea. But I got, I got ninety percent of them, you know. And the ones I don't remember, they probably weren't good enough. So, <laughs> so. I love that. I love thank that you're you. always thinking about what to write. Uh, thank you for for asking me. Uh, thanks, Absolutely. Thanks for Nick for connecting us. Uh, this was this. This was a good way to start off a Friday. Maybe the best way. That's awesome. I, yeah. You know, I agree. I don't. Uh, I usually put my tastings off till about like three o'clock. Yeah. But I always notice that when I do it in the morning, it's really bright. The problem is, is that you know we'd had a few. You know, it's like then what? Like nothing else is better. You know. Yeah. Well, and and I even uh, what I was saying before we tasted the Angel's Envy. Um, I, I, I didn't want to come in biased towards anything. I didn't mm-hmm. even put on chapstick, no cologne, oh, nothing. I just wow. wanted to walk in. Well, I don't have a great nose, but I, if I'm smelling that, I figured it would mess this up. You know, man, so. you're you're a uh, you're man after my own heart. Man, I, I wasn't playing today, Fred. I was I coming in. I was coming in. Let's do it for real. Uh, I, I learned. I learned a little bit today, though, I, which I always love. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, Trent, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, man. This Thank is awesome. You. And this won't be the last. We're going to hang out some more. I know it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I'll see we, you in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. You got you coming to Kentucky soon? Man, I'm always in Kentucky. All right. Yeah. Well, we need to get you in a, on some I'll shows there. I'll meet you at the there. Dairy Bar. Yeah. <laughs> see you in Bowling Green at the Corvette Museum. Yeah. You know, the Bowling Green, Bowling Green, I don't get there enough, but there's some good barbecue there. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, yeah, I've had it. I've had I it. love me some Bowling Green. Yeah, we'll go fishing. I yeah. love that. Well, everybody, thanks for joining to the Fred Minnick Show. Go check out Trent and all he's doing. He is one cool dude. Cheers. How about that interview with Trent Harmon? I walked away from that thinking that this guy, if the this whole music career thing doesn't work out, which by the way it's pretty well advanced that it's going to work out he's friggin really popular um if he could be a taster like his his ability the to nose and get right in the whiskey and and uh, pick out a flavor um was really uncanny he, he's very talented with this and uh, somebody i think could uh, could adapt very quickly and become a professional taster now, with that said, I have I have spent uh, since I started this podcast, I've interviewed probably, you know, probably going on like 30, 40 artists um, so far. And I have to tell you that 
musicians have an ability to like think and search deep within their soul for words. And I think that's unique. And I think that's why I, I, I love doing this so much is that musicians are, are, are constantly seeking like ways to describe something. And, and that's really, you know, what tasting is, is, is for me. And like, while I'm able to pick up some of those notes, it's really also the ability to like pick out, um, one nut from another or to discern a pie crust from, you know, cookie dough, you know, so that's the, that's the sort of thing that, um, really excites me about this podcast. Now, one thing that sure in the shit doesn't excite me is, um, dry counties or dry states. So my trivia question was, what was the last state to ratify the 21st Amendment and when? The last state was Mississippi. And the 21st Amendment basically was what repealed, it's what repealed prohibition. And Mississippi was the last dry state. And, you know, they went, um, they they repealed or they ratified that amendment in 1966. 33 years after it had passed federal law. So how about that for uh, a state not wanting to adapt to the alcohol laws? And I got to tell you, you know, you keep your eyes on stuff like that because um, you never know when there's going to be a rise of rise of people wanting to stop to ban drinking again. It's it's uh, constantly in conversations and you see a lot of false studies out there that say that alcohol is going to cause cancer if you look at it you know three ways on sunday you know so it's um yeah just be careful with that stuff and be looking for lawmakers um who who won't do that and i think that's very important but that, that that's going to do it for this week's episode you know if you can if you can take a moment um you know rate this podcast it really helps with the algorithms it helps people find it and I'm trying to spread the love of, of, of good drink and interesting musicians. So tell your friends about it. Make sure you're following me on the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just look for my name, Fred Minnick. And so that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next week, I'll see you later. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by the San Francisco World Spirits Competition at sfspirits.com. Also by Michter's, American Whiskies, and by Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com. For more information about this podcast, spirits, and more, go to fredminnick.com. Yeah, yeah.